0: We're live. Welcome to Hydro and Co. This is uh, episode one of our highly dysfunctional sports podcast. So uh, uh, bear with us because it's probably going to be pretty shitty. To start off day one. So very, I'm I'm Wyatt, otherwise known as Big Hydro, uh, and we got our resident Orioles fan over here, Kendall. We'll take that's it away. Me.
1: Uh, I'm the residential Orioles fan, Kendall. Uh, you'll often hear me referred to as k Dog on here, and I will swing it over to Be Rich down there.
2: Uh, I'm Brandon. I'm the washed-up Juco catcher. Um, you'll hear me referred to as Be Rich most of the time. So, Fuck,
0: yeah. The, the man with the knees of a 65-year-old man. Um, so... Pretty simple agenda for today, boys. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, fuck. Let me pull the agenda here. I didn't even fucking open it. All star snubs. So uh, I know there's some strong opinions from the two of you because your fan base does not have six all stars like my team does.
1: Oh, so, screw off.
0: Um, I, by the way, I'm a Yankees fan. K dogs and Orioles fan. Be rich is a Cardinals fan. So no cards. Go Hellos. go go pinstripes. No. Oh, fuck you. So no. <laughs> we'll go ahead and go with uh all star snubs talking about who we think should have got in versus who got in. Um I'm gonna share my screen real quick. Um I gotta will I'll go ahead and show the, the all star bracket. That's for later
1: on. Oh uh, fuck.
0: Okay, so we'll start with the American League starters. Um personally I think the American League starters are the only person missing from this is Jose
1: Trevino, at catcher. Fuck Alejandro Kirk.
2: That is horrible. That's a horrible take.
1: No. Alejandro Kirk deserves to be starting catcher. All right, move on.
0: I don't see – the only other argument that I can see with the starting list is maybe uh, Xander Bogarts at shortstop over Tim Anderson. Uh,
1: Okay, I do have a big problem with the AL starters. Um, (laughs) Right here. I think – no, DH, not even really that. I think that is a problem, but the bigger problem is at DH because Jordan Alvarez, if you're just looking at just hitting stats, which is DH, he beats Shohei in very majority of the hitting categories. Like, Jordan Alvarez should be the starting DH for the AL, 100%.
2: Yeah. I, I can agree, but I think that the MLB also just loves Shohei. They do. Suck else. off Shohei, yeah.
1: They love Shohei, and because he – he has been dominant recently pitching they have him as dh because they just can't get over the fact that dh should just be straight hitting which would mean your should be starting which no he's good... i know he's hurt
2: but he should have been the starter since the voting came out yeah which a good rule is is now that the dh or the if the pitcher is dh and then they can continue to hit throughout the game so i mean yeah that helps
0: uh, going in the National League starters, um, this also looks pretty uh, pretty straightforward to me. Uh, Bryce Harper obviously was the favorite before the injury to be to the E.H. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: um, I, you could say Nolan at third. I, I could take that argument. Yeah, Big Rich, uh, I know what you're uh, thinking. I
2: mean, to me, either one. I, I love Nolan more, but Manny also had a better – He's had a better stretch. No one slumped really, really bad in the month of May. So,
1: big Manny uh, nice. fan,
2: but I feel like they could have gone either way there.
1: Um, the outfield looks good to me. Um, I will say, um, I think Jazz Chisholm by all all means deserved to be an All Star, but I think the MLB needs to. I, I think that Tommy Edmund being listed was, as shortstop yeah. kind of screwed him and Trey Turner from both starting. I think I think Jazz Chisholm should have been an all-star because he started the year off great. But Tommy Edmond either needed to be starting second or the MLB needs to add a utility position because Tommy Edmond deserves to be an all-star starter.
2: See, I, um, I was going to say that for later, though.
0: Um, and that's an argument utility-wise for a lot of different things. Like, I heard the Yankees broadcast the other day about how D.J. Mayhew to all accounts, has been playing Gold glove level defense at three positions. And he's not going to qualify for any of them because he's not going to make enough starts. So everyone's talking about they should add a utility player to the gold glove award too. But
1: Yeah, because even like people like Chris Taylor, like I know he's not having the greatest year and he's hurt, but there has been years where Chris Taylor has been very good, but he's kind of been – Robbed of being like maybe an all star starter, or maybe even an all star some years, just because you can't really put him in a certain position because he plays everywhere.
2: So. Yeah, you. I mean, Tommy Twobags can't. He isn't really an outfielder. The more I've watched, he he can play there whenever we need him to, but whenever you really get into it, I mean, he came came up through the minor league system as a shortstop. We moved him to second because we had Paul DeYoung and. We all see how that turned out, um, but then, I mean, he started at se- He started second most, more than multiple games. Uh, yeah, and another argument,
0: short. another argument's Jeff McNeil from McNeil from the Mets to be second as well. He's had a pretty like sneaky good year, kind of like an Austin Riley type of year where he's not the most flashy player that's talked about, but his numbers speak for themselves. But yep,
1: batting over three hundred this year. Moving on to the American
0: League Reserves. So I'm going to initially go ahead and say, Larissa Reyes has had a great year, but I feel like there's some infield players in the AL that could have made it that probably deserved it a little more. Uh, But I think it comes down to, I mean, the Twins do have more than one player, but the rule of one player per team kind of throws some people in a weird spot.
1: Uh, I think – I think Luis deserved it. He's got the highest batting average in the MLB right now.
2: Yeah, I was I was noticing that earlier. I really hadn't heard of him. He's been kind of an under the radar. He the has been guy. very under the radar. So I hadn't really well, heard about him very and much.
0: Some, you know the backup outfield looks great. Um, I mean have they announced who's gonna take for George Springer?
2: No. Uh
1: Though, I think I think they did. I think it was J Rod, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I saw I saw Jeff passing tweeting. tweet. Oh wait, no, no, Um, about J Rod not being an All Star, that I feel like he would be the one to take that spot. I look at his Twitter. Real no. quick, though.
1: yeah, I think J Rod is the one who took his spot. Uh, JD's the replacement for
0: Yordan, which I think is a good replacement. I think if you're not going to have Yordan be the backup DH, I think third best DH in the league is probably JD. Um. Yeah, and then the legacy reserve, which I think is a cool idea. it's kind of weird. Uh, you could, it's, on the NL side, especially there, could probably be more than one. Uh, but I wait, like how Miggy's the AL representative.
1: Wait, no. I think J Rod was an All Star from the start. Actually, I misspoke. I think Corey yeah. Seager got announced today that he took Springer's oh, spot. Oh, yeah, yep. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Corey. I, I could That's have right said right.
0: I could have seen uh, some arguments for Ola. What's his fucking name from the Orioles?
1: Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes. Austin, Austin Hayes. Hayes. If they if Springer was going to be missing, then they should have yeah. put an outfielder because Austin Hayes
2: deserves to be an all star this year. I I personally don't think Corey Seager should be an all star. He's been a Corey best for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, Corey Seager here recently, like over the last week, he's had like a, I think he hit like a home run in five straight games. But other than that, he has not been very. He hasn't lived up to the hype that the Rangers signed him to be. And I think Austin Hayes, especially before he hurt his wrist about two or three weeks ago, he was batting close to 300. He definitely deserved to be an all-star this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Rangers, their best player this year is on a one-year $4.5 million contract.
2: Yeah, they Uh-oh. they paid all that big money for nothing this year. It's for Martín <laughs> Perez to be the
1: best player. The Rangers I
2: mean, spent all that money and forgot about pitching. Yeah, they may come around. They may come around. I don't think that they will this year, but.
0: Yeah, it's long-term enough to where it's at least a foundation to build upon. But, yeah. M- moving from there, we got the National League Reserves. Um, my boy Garrett Cooper making an all-star appearance. That's my dog in fantasy baseball. Should
1: have um, been Josh Bell.
0: I have him. I, see, I agree with that. Um, I even think yeah. you could have argued that Josh Bell could have made it over CJ Crone. Maybe and then, then yeah. CJ Crone make it as the uh, as the replacement, but I think the big thing big thing is that Garrett Cooper's been getting a lot of DH at bats for the Marlins because Jesus Aguilar mm-hmm. usually starts at first. Um, so if they're want to keeping it true to the position, then I could see why.
1: Yep, I could have also seen uh, Austin Riley. Maybe should have made it because I think he kind of got
2: little screwed there snubbed. with the, the – yeah. yeah, he
1: got snubbed, but he kind of got screwed with the timing, like with the all-star voting. Because right whenever all-star voting came out, he was a little bit in a slump. But then as it went on, he started heating up and heating up. And now he's gotten his average up to over a little over 280. He's got the most home runs among third basemen. I'm not saying he should be starting over Manny or Nolan because of what they can bring defensively as long as offense. But I think Austin Riley should have been an all-star. I think –
2: it's really hard since you're going really to – in the infield, you're going to position players. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to get snubbed like that, like Austin Riley, yeah. Tommy Edmund, um, Josh Bell, like that – those kind of people just because there's only two people that position. Yeah. Now, the outfield's a lot different True. because, I mean, you get, what, five? Four or five? Four. So – I mean, it's still kind of hard for the outfield, but plus, people like
1: Bryce Harper were technically qualified as a DH, so that just kind of yeah. adds another outfielder that they could put in there. Yeah.
0: Which I mean, to Bryce Harper's credit, I mean, I don't think he started in the outfield all year.
1: Yeah, because Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I will say one sub. I think I don't think Travis Narnode should have been the catcher, the backup catcher. I think it should have been Will Smith from the Dodgers.
1: We'll <laughs> see <laughs> that's, what, that's what's funny <laughs>
0: about the legacy pick so legacy pick is albert and that's why i was saying about the national league because you could very well see yachty be a legacy player as well so they're oh, only having you. one's funny
2: i think it's just because i think they would have put both of them in it if yachty wasn't hurt honestly
0: yeah um but that's all of that so we're gonna move on um Speaking of, you know, the all-star coming around, we're getting to mid-season. You know, we're halfway through. We all watch MLB quite regularly, so we've been able to kind of look around the league and see, you know, who's doing well, who's not. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to give our mid-season awards. awards, Fuck. Um, So we'll start with MVP, and then we'll work our way down. Um, So we're going to start with who we think the MVP is right now, and then follow that up with who we think the MVP will be at the end of the year. So, Kendall, k Dog, why don't you start us off?
1: We're going AL first. AL first.
0: Better league first.
1: The better league first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My my mid-season, personally, awards so far for AL MVP, I would give it to Jordan Alvarez, Mm -hmm. but – I think most people would probably give it to Aaron Judge because he has more the most homers in the league. But Yordan this year has 26 home runs, batting 306. He's got 60 RBIs with an on-base percentage of 405. OPS of over one, which is crazy. I mean, dude's just he comes to the field every single day, rakes the ball. It's just what he does for the Astros. Got a pretty good arm in the outfield too. I know he's not the fastest person in the world, but He does have a a decent defensive presence out there just because of his arm. And then I think by the end of the year, I think it will be Shohei winning it because he is on a tear right now pitching. Dude's unhittable right now. And with the media liking to see what he can do from both sides of the plate, I think if he just keeps doing what he's doing right now and just plays – Just good. He don't even have to be great. I think he will win it at the end of the year.
2: Uh, I guess I need to go for the MVP. AL MVP. I I think Aaron Judge would be the AL MVP for me. Although he has some Wyatt already knew y'all already knew I wouldn't go pick Aaron Judge. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. (laughs) I mean I mean you make a good point, but also Aaron Judge is putting up very, very immaculate numbers. He he looks good at the plate. Um, he's, I mean, the past couple of weeks he's slumped, but he'll probably turn it around if he can stay healthy. Um, by the end of the year, I can agree if Shohei keeps it up, he's gonna win back to back easy, dude. He on the mound, he's untouchable right now. He, if he keeps this up, he will win the MVP for so many years. And I feel so sorry for Mike Trout because. <laughs> He's the because best player. We're Mike probably, Trout. He's probably the best player we have seen, if not Shohei, depending on what Shohei can do for years to come. But Trout definitely, I mean, he's putting up amazing numbers too, is a crazy thing. And it's just overlooked because Shohei's on his team. Yep. I agree. Because oh. Mike Trout is. Best player in baseball,
1: still in my opinion, he could has an argument to be the best player of all time. I personally think he's the greatest player I've ever seen, but yet he's just got somebody on his team that's. It's be, it's I'm just that being honest. See. He's just doing. He's just doing something that we haven't seen. He's, he's an just, anomaly. He's just, yeah, he breaks records every single day. It seems like.
0: Um, so I think it's no surprise that my AL MVP vote is Aaron Judge uh, for the midseason. I mean, if you just look at the statistics behind it, I mean, 30 home runs, obviously. I mean, he's halfway to he's halfway to 60. Um, I think he could hit 60. Um,
2: you think he's beating Barry's record?
0: I don't know if he'll beat it because isn't, what, 64? 72. Yeah, no fucking shot. <laughs> he's not hitting. There's
2: 74. 44 home runs in the second
0: half. If he hits 44 home runs in the second half, I could see the Yankees winning fucking 115 games. Oh um, he's
1: got a chance with that little league field y'all play in.
0: Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um but just looking beyond, you know, home runs, his uh his OPS is the highest it's been since his twenty seventeen year where he hit fifty two home runs. So he's playing like twenty seventeen Aaron Judge. Um a little is that the
2: year that he won the home run derby in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought so. Yeah,
0: he was hitting the Good fucking run. roof. Yeah. Um and like, if you look at it, his WARs at almost a four already. Uh, MVP caliber WAR statistics for a single season is eight. So eight plus, typically you're an MVP. He's there almost a period. Yeah, so there, you know, I was there's, going to throw the WAR advanced stat of
1: thrown out.
0: I love throwing out WAR because it's a great stat.
1: You know, okay, um, you know, I was looking around today real quick. You know who the the M- MVPs right now would be if it was just based off of WAR, like strictly. The AL MVP would already be Shohei, like it would already be Shohei, even yeah, though he started but, slow. And the NL MVP right now would be Nolan Arenado if it was just based off WAR.
2: Yeah, but uh, Shohei's obviously going to have a better WAR than most people because yeah. he is pitching. Yeah, I think it's the thing. Opportunities.
0: I think the thing with WAR is is you use WAR to be able to look across multiple eras and different styles of baseball and be able to compare them because. Baseball is so analytical now and you can't really look at some of these standard batting statistics and get a real representation of how baseball was 15, 20 years ago compared to now, just in terms of the baseball speed of pitching. So war kind of consolidates everything and puts it into a number that is, you know, manageable to look at. Cause Statistics is one of those things that you know it can be very deceiving if you don't look at it the right way. Um, kind of like batting average. I mean, I don't see Luis Arias winning fucking AL MVP.
2: Um, so or like I mean, or like wins in a pitcher, like we were talking about earlier today. The wins and to me, the strikeouts. I mean, yeah, they kind of do matter. But then again. I think you can idiot. be a you can be a pitcher for, like we were talking about Adam Wainwright. It's you can be a pitcher for seventeen years. I, he's a, somewhere in there. I can't remember the exact number, but he's somewhere in there, and he's dominated most of his career. His toughest years were like the year after Tommy John, and then in two thousand eighteen, he he was just horrible. He, Even he said he didn't think that he would ever play again. And then here we are three years later, and he's the ageless wonder.
1: Yeah, sorry if I'm uh, interrupting you all. I'm not trying to me, like trying to do that. But um, I think uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. I was just going to move it on to the NL,
0: uh, see what everyone's thinking on that side. I think I kind of know the answer.
2: It's, um, I think it's obvious, even though I'm a Cardinals fan. It's it's obvious. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll start. I think it's Paul fucking Goldschmidt. Um, he's been playing out of his ass. I think it's Paul Goldschmidt now. I think it'll be Paul Goldschmidt by the end of the year. Um. There's definitely some good players in the NL. I mean, even on his own team, like Nolan could turn it back around. I mean, I wouldn't say Nolan is very far off from, from Paul. So, it's really going he's to be not. dependent on how that second half goes for the two of them. It's almost like an MVP race on the same team. So,
2: Barrett, you can go ahead. Well, I, it's Paul Geltrude right now. We'll be Paul Geltrude later. Um, I was watching a game earlier, and Danny Mac, or for people who don't know, it's the Cardinals TV announcer, um, he brought up how he's kind of in a slump. And he has been for about a week and a half. And he's still hitting 270. 270s still like amazing baseball numbers in that's today's it. world. Yep. And yep. that's a slump for him right now. Pitch. I, from watching, he's been striking out a little bit more, but that that don't bother me. He'll turn it around after the break, and we'll be smooth selling with the offense at least, not pitching. Oh, that's all another topic, but.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd hate to just sit here and agree with Wyatt because anybody who's watching will see in future, future podcast episodes that me and him will not agree on a whole lot and it will make for some good debate sometimes and I hope I'm looking forward to it. But I feel like it's Paul Goldschmidt right now. It'll be Paul Goldschmidt at the end of the year. I think as of right now, pretty much everybody else, like your Manny Machados of the world, no one, maybe even Austin Riley with Pete Alonzo, those guys, they're all kind of, they're having good yeah. years, but they're all kind of competing for second right now.
2: That makes me want to say something. Pete, I mean, he's got 72 RBIs before the game tonight. He leads the – or he's second in the NL and homers. I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers, but he just – I don't know. He ain't all, getting – Oldschmidt's
1: really just been that much better this
2: year. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'd, in a million years, whenever we – got him and signed him, I wouldn't have thought that we would have been seeing this.
0: All right, boys. So we're moving on to the next topic of AL Cy Young. So I'll start this one. Um, I got a little bit of a uh, – I don't know. I wouldn't say a sleeper per se, but I guess it wouldn't be the favorite. Um, my, pick, my pick is – of right now, if I had to say at midseason, would be Verlander. Um, I think ERA's really fucking low. 11 wins, ERA at two. Um, obviously, you have Shohei who's heating up right now, but I think over the course of the first half, Verlander's the pick. But I think by the end of the year, I think if Chicago can turn it around, Dylan Cease will win the Cy cool.
2: Uh, not too shabby. No, that ain't, I ain't. I don't mind that pick, y'all. It's slip on. I think right now, I else, How Young is? I'm gonna have to go with Shane McClanahan. Er is lower. He's got. He's ten and three compared to Verlander's eleven and three. has been playing awful. Their offense can't do anything. Um, I'm looking at their stats right now. McClanahan has seven more innings pitched than Berlander with a 171 ERA compared to a two. I mean, not much. Berlanders gave up a few more hits. I think, yeah, Shane McClanahan has 147 strikeouts compared to 98. Whip is low. Opponent average is insane for both of them. But I'm going to have to go with McClanahan right now. And I can agree with Cease. I just I don't know if, from what I'm seeing from the White Sox, I don't know how they can, but do I? I don't know. I think so I think lander
0: I think the stat the big stat with Cease that could really help him out in the second half that uh they can click is case per nine. He's averaging 13 yeah. case per nine. So oh, yeah. if he can he can That's keep crazy. that up, his wins are going to start piling up if they can just start playing a little better. I mean, you, Dylan Cease isn't even top ten in wins in the league, and fucking Jamison Tyone is up there. So that's saying a lot.
2: Yeah, Dylan Cease is eight and four with he, a two three ERA.
1: I think. Uh, yeah, Dylan Cease he uh he's only got six quality starts on the year, believe it or not, which is very low. If you, whenever you're looking at everybody else. And his strikeout numbers are up there. He's second in the league in strikeouts, but he's only got six quality starts, which tells me he's not getting deep into games. So in my opinion, if he's gonna do that, if he's gonna have a chance for selling, he's gotta get his pitch count down and be more efficient and get deeper yeah. into games.
0: I think he, a lot of that comes down to, you know, he has to pitch essentially perfectly, with the White Sox offense being so bad. He yep. cannot fuck up. Yep.
2: His walks are very, very high. Also, Dylan, Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. By the way, I, we didn't cover pitchers, but he.
1: If we were going to do all star snubs for pitchers. He's definitely up there. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, agreed. Yeah.
1: But um, my picks for AL Cy Young, I think you got to go Shane McClanahan as of right now. He's got the the best ERA in baseball, the most Ks in baseball. He's got the best whip in baseball. So three main pitching categories, in my opinion, he's leading the entire league in AL and NL. Like you gotta go him right now. I think it, by the end of the year, I think Shohei will actually win it. And I think i i I want to say it's more of a more of an unpopular because of Shohei pitching and not his hitting. Like last year, he got a lot of clout because he was hitting a lot of home runs, and the media loved him. This year, he has been. Good to great on the mound but here recently over the last six or seven starts he's been phenomenal like he he's just been untouchable so I think if he keeps that up I think he will win Cy Young so right now McClanahan I'll say by the end of the year Joe A keeps what he's doing right now and he wins it
2: yeah I don't I don't think McClanahan I don't think wins don't really matter in the MLB right now no, um, we saw what happened
1: last night with the Cardinals and Dodgers. Cardinals. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, he's ten and three. The Rays' offense is just horrendous, unless they can somehow zone the ground. That I don't think that.
0: Um, I think moving on to the NL. Um, I think I
1: th- NL is a very close race.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a big reason why I'm going to pick who I pick. Um. I think it's Sandy currently. I agree. And I think it's going to be Sandy at the end of the year. Now, Tony Gonsolin is like, you know, everyone's talking about him because he hasn't lost yet. Um, well, he should have took his first loss last night. But um, <laughs> But I think the big thing is, is you look at some of the analytics behind it. I mean, Tony Gonsolin's playing for one of the best teams in baseball. He's got great run sport,
2: you know. Yeah, his- but he, he also has – I said that about Julio Urias about last year. I, I was, was about like to say that Gauntzlin this year has been wins furious and all last that, year. but also Gauntzlin has better stats behind him than Julio did.
0: Yeah, got a two ERA. Now I think though my big thing is when you compare him to Sandy, Sandy is pitching fantastic on a team that is mediocre at best. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he is finding ways to win games with little to no run support. Um, he's got nine wins on the year. He's only two behind Gonsolin, and he's second in the RA.
2: So it seems think he's like Sandy. Most innings he's pitched the most innings. By, yeah, uh, I was going to say
1: it seems like Sandy. Every start you can guarantee, you might as well pencil in he's going at least seven, and that's crazy in today's MLB. Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Kato. Okay, my I think right now. It it, honestly, I think it's really a three-man race. It's very, very close between Sandy, Gonsolin, and I would throw Corbin Burns in there. Corbin Burns has a slightly higher, like literally slightly higher ERA than them, but he also has a lot more strikeouts than them. He's got –
2: He also is on more – He is on a – The team behind him is not that great. Ass. Corbin Burns,
1: his lineup is – the Brewers lineup is very, very bad. Like It is a joke. It is just as bad as the Marlins, if not, if not worse. Like, I don't really hold his seven and four record against him because if I remember correctly, I think only one of those losses that he has, he allowed more than two runs. Like, when he loses, he's only given up two, one or two runs. Like, it's just ridiculous. But I would still – I think it's very close. I would – probably lean sandy right now because of like i said he goes deep into it seems like every single game and the stats are just so close between them so right now i will give it to sandy i think at the, by the end of the year since sandy's still a younger pitcher i think he will start to slow down just a little bit and i think corbin burns will win back-to-back Cy youngs
2: uh, i'm gonna go sandy right now I, I think it's going to end up being Sandy uh, later on in the year. I don't think he's going to slow down. He's young. He's going to be able to put out innings compared to the older guys in the league, like Verlander and stuff. Tor- I mean, they're going to be tired in, 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 September. in September. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be tired in December. I, I might be wrong about this, but yeah, Sandy's maybe. younger. He He's just he's going to. He's gonna keep dealing and he ain't gonna feel it. Um, I the run sport sucks for him. I think that a lot of people look at wins. I I hate that. It's kinda like Miles Michaelis, he's six and seven, two six ERA. And is up there in innings pitched with everybody else. Actually, has pitched the second most innings, tied for the second most innings in the league right now, and he's six and seven. Yep. That's horrible. We
1: losing losing record with those stats.
2: And the Cardinals can't score more than two runs. I think we've done it twice this year. We scored seven plus in two of his eighteen starts. That's that's just horrible. Now so you know we, how
0: me and Kendall feel with John Beans at Jordan Montgomery every oh start. Yeah.
1: Seemed like yeah. every start
2: last year, John Beans. <laughs> it was always just a one-nothing game. Just no how, run support. That's how Wayne I was last year. So, I mean, I'm used to it. I, I felt y'all pain. I felt y'all pain.
1: Yeah, so be Rich, me and you kind of, we both used youth, but we kind of disagreed on the, like you think, because Sandy's young, he's going to continue doing what he's doing, which could be right. You, you kind of looked like that. I look at it as since he's so young, you know how there's like a – they call it like a rookie wall. I know he's not a rookie, yeah. but he's still a young player. Like yeah, he might not be – his body is not going to be used if he keeps doing this to just throwing so many innings. And I think at some point uh, he's going to slow down.
2: But I understand how yeah.
1: since he's so young, his body could be able to take that.
2: It, I think it just depends on – Solely how he feels, like he can tell management. Like I've only got six in me now. I've yeah. only got seven in me. It it depends on how that goes, but it, I it's also a, think it's the toss uh, up there.
1: Yeah, I also think the Marlins need to be careful with him. Like I know he don't have great run support, so he's probably not in these situations very often. But if they get like a three, two, two, three run lead, don't push sandy too far let him have some like a night where he only goes six innings like try to see if your bullpen well, can hold on to it i mean his p-
2: his pitch count has been immaculate i know i mean it's a little high so i mean i i, I think they're doing a good job about watching pitch count and stuff but he's yeah, on pace for like,
0: 260 innings
2: yeah
1: like i'm just saying like if they're if they're up three on the team like let's just say the reds just let him go six. Don't do yeah. don't make him throw the whole game. Like, you're just kind of throwing him pitches for no reason at that point.
0: Yeah. All right. So, we've talked about MVP. We've talked about Cy Young. Now's the one that I'm honestly probably the most interested to hear about, and that is rookie of the year. Um, start we starting AL. We're starting with AL. We're going to let Kendall plead his case for Adley first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Actually, if you had to give it out right now, it's J-Rod, not even close. Tulio Rodriguez right now. But I would seriously think if Adley would have started the year, this would be a two-man race because he started slow, but over the last month, he's gotten used to being an MLB every day. He's hitting close to 300 in the last month, and he has solely turned the Orioles around since he got called up. We, are, we have been one of the top seven or eight records in baseball since he's been caught up like he has turned us around so i think by the end of the year adley will make his case but i just don't think it's going to be able to catch up to j-rod because he's just been so great like i it's j-rod now it'll be j-rod at the end of the year adley will make it close i don't care what anybody else says
2: (laughs) (sighs) i'm gonna have to go i mean it's j-rod now i agree with him i think adley can make it close uh was reading something earlier today talking about since Adley's gotten caught up the Orioles are twenty nine and twenty, I believe. That's for a team like them, To so, you y'all know, from last year, they what what was y'all's record last year? I, I can't remember. I want to forget last year. It but was like forty four and something. Yeah. Just forty wins. So we have the
1: yeah. lowest payroll in baseball this year.
2: And they're the they're forty five and forty four, two Yep. Remind y'all, two and a half games back, they would be only like three or four games back in NL Central. I mean, they'd be close in every division. They're just playing in the best league in baseball.
1: Yeah, we're one and a half out of the wild card right now because the Red Sox lost, I believe.
2: Oh, well, also a thing that helps is Adley is behind the dish. The game comes from, I mean – you, a catcher has to be able to call a great game, be able to block balls, um, handle themselves well. Up, I mean, let's say he goes and strikes out up the play that could affect how he is behind the plate. I mean, you have to handle yourself very, very well because you have so much going on. And to me, I mean, I was a catcher. I value catchers more. But right now it's J-Rod, but Adley will end up making a very, very close run at it in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I also, real quick, why before you go, I love that we went and chose Adley over Bobby Witt because it's not often you see a two-way catcher like Adley who can hit both sides of the plate and is an elite defender already in the MLB because he's affecting every single pitch in the – like he calls the pitches, he's affecting every single pitch. I love that we took him over Bobby Witt.
0: All right, so I guess it's time for me to go – um I do agree that Julio is the winner now and I think he'll finish the winner. He's 0.2 away from Aaron Judge in terms of four and Judge is looked at as an MVP candidate. So I think that says a lot just about the type of season that he's having. I mean, he's going to finish the year with 30 stolen over 30 stolen bases, over 30 home runs probably.
1: The 30-30 club member maybe in his rookie year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And his his OPS is over 800. I mean, fuck. You can't ask for a whole lot more. He started the year off slow. He put his nose to the grindstone. He got better. He progressed as the year got on. And he's playing on a Seattle team that is doing that. While he is overperforming, everyone else seems to be underperforming. So I think it's good for Julio. But I want to. I do want to say something here about you know the second place. Oh, here, here Adley, 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 Adley. I get it, Jeremy Pena. He's great, and Bobby Witt, man, he's he's playing really. He's a good, he's a good rookie. He's been pretty much up the whole year. I don't think you can give second place to Adley yet, and I think if Bobby Witt has a slightly better second half. He'll finish above Adley's second.
2: In rookie I, we're forgetting about somebody very, very... having a very great rookie season. Jeremy Pena. I mean, he's insane.
1: He and is, I feel he like has, he uh, is. He's,
2: he's very overlooked because he came in behind Carlos Correa. And people just don't think about it. Um, yep. He's putting up very good numbers. I mean, he's not still on the bases hitting as many home runs as J-Rod, but he's still doing an amazing job i think that he's he'd be my second place vote right now i, I mean just a lot of casual baseball fans like they
1: probably know that carlos correa left the astros but i think a lot of obviously we watch baseball we know jeremy peña i think a lot of casual baseball fans probably don't even know who he is and he's having a great year filling in for carlos correa well
2: another another thing about him he leads all the rookies and more He's 2.4 war, and I know that you like the war stat-wide, so that's why yeah. I brought that up. But
0: Well, uh, I think another thing um, that, you know, we talked about Julio being in the 30-30 club potentially this year. Bobby Witt very well could be 30-30. He's at 12-16, and 16, a hot second half. You know, yeah. his, his first part of the year, he was god-awful. Yeah, he's so very, very bad. If you if he continues to get better, I mean, eighteen home runs and fourteen stolen bases is not impossible for him. And he has five triples on the year, which is pretty fucking good. <laughs> he, yeah. He's fast.
2: Yeah, I would
1: not Yeah, I wasn't taking anything away from Bobby Witt a minute ago. I was just kind of over. T- like, if you just looked at Adley's stats now, you would probably not think he's at, like doing good but I will admit when he first came into the league he had a he had a good opening night his debut but then he struggled so bad I, I don't know what it was but he was it takes pretty time much used to yeah. major
2: league pitching yeah
1: and obviously I mean, he was nervous and stuff like it was pretty much guaranteed out but then over like the last three weeks like I said three or four he's batting close to 300 so now that he's settled in once you just give him some time his base stats are obviously going to Skyrocket pretty quick because he hadn't played that many as many games as everybody else who started the year.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So, NL NL Rookie of the Year.
2: I can go first. You go first. Yep. Go this ahead, you, Rich. This is your. I think your... it's a, I think it's a hard. It's very hard for me right now. Uh, I watched Spencer Strider pitch against this, and that kid is going to be special. But we, Cardinals have Brendan Donovan, utility man. uh, Didn't make the club from the beginning of the year, but I never, well, I can't remember who got hurt now. Um, But he ended up um, uh, getting caught up, and it's been great since. I mean, he's been sick, I think, the past week, five days, something like that. Can't remember the exact number, but those five days, he's electric in the plate, makes great plays, very good defensive player. I think that he would for me being a Cardinals fan, he would be mine first. Spencer Strider second. Now, at the end of the year, it's gonna be a toss up. For me, I, I ain't even gonna say one. I really don't know. Um, but those are that's my opinion on it. Um I think right now it is
1: Spencer Strider. I think at the end of the year it will be Spencer Strider. He's got a 2.5 ERA. He throws over 100, 110 strikeouts. He's got the run support on the Braves to be able to have a good record. I mean, I feel like he's going to be good. It's you just can't you can't really teach a whole lot about throwing 100. He's just got a natural gift to just throw gas every start. He's been great for the Braves. He will continue to be great for the Braves. he will have the run Sport to continue to be great. So I think at Spencer Strider now, I think he wins it at the end of the year. I just don't think anything changes. My,
2: my only thing with Spencer Strider is, is they, I mean, they play the Mets a bunch more times. Yeah, I think they have, they still have the Dodgers, uh, the Padres. Their, their remaining schedule is hard, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor, him facing offenses like that. I think Maybe. that I think that the Cardinals could have done a better job against him if we weren't in a slump like we were.
1: Hey, you got to both the stash, man.
2: <laughs> um, I'm
0: going to throw a curveball here. I think it's Spencer Strider currently. I think that it very well could be McKenzie Gore at the end of the year. Um, I can see
1: it. That's a, sl- that's a very sleeper.
0: Mm-hmm. ERA is a little high, but his ERA over the last month has been quite lower. It's been in the twos. So I think if his ERA continues to kind of stabilize, you know, because I don't think you need a 2-5 ERA to win rookie of the year. I think you can win rookie of the year with a 3 ERA. Yeah. Um, his strikeouts per nine are really good. It's at 9.2. So – He's striking people out, but he's also walking a lot of batters. He's walking almost five five per nine. So, Yeah, you got to get that down. You bring that down under – at least bring it down to two and a half, three. Um, he's averaging a home run a in nine inning. And I think a lot of that comes to the fact of, you know, he's averaging five walks per nine innings. So he's trying to make up for the fact that he's allowing so many runners on base and trying to hit the zone. And he's already trying to pound the strike zone anyway through his K per nine stats. So he's probably leaving more pitches over the plate than he wants. Um, And that also translates into his hits per nine. He averages almost nine hits per nine innings. So that's almost a hit an inning. If you're allowing a hit an inning, you're going to have a tough night most nights.
2: On Uh, top of the five walks.
0: Yeah. So he's just allowed way too many base runners, but – his total home runs allowed are only is only been six, so you know it isn't like Hunter Green who's allowed like twenty two, like a
2: fucking shitload. Yeah, just because you throw just because you throw hard do not mean it, you're going to be a good yeah dude. yeah. So
0: I
1: agree.
2: I think I think Mackenzie Gore
0: has the stuff to be a Cy Young. He's just figuring it out, uh, and I also think he has the stuff to be Rookie of the Year if his stats start to kind of come down a little bit. All right, so uh, this one is a little. This, this isn't the one you're going to see at the MLB Award show at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna. I didn't know what you meant. You're going to have to explain this to me. So
0: this is the least valuable player, for each, worst player in the league, the worst player in each each side. Uh, oh, dude, just I for, have so many. Just I'd love for to a say. further explanation, I'll give you an example of who. We'll start with the AL. And my answer for worst player in the AL is Joey Gallo. Um, <laughs> I'm notorious for being very excited when we traded for Joey Gallo last year. And I will say this in defense of Joey Gallo I'm okay with Joey Gallo batting, you know, 100, like 210, if he's hitting. 40 home runs. You know, if he's batting 200 but hitting 40 bombs, I'm okay. You know, that's what you're getting from him. That's what you expect. He's a three-outcome guy. So you're not expecting the average to be there. But when you're batting 166 and you're not leading your team in home runs and you only have 10, which, I mean, Judge has 30, but still, like, Matt Carpenter has 10 home runs on the year
2: already.
1: Yeah, he's been with y'all for like a month. Month and a half, yeah. Yeah, Matt
2: Carpenter is – Still on his prime. He's yeah, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter
0: is the is the X factor piece. Fuck all the trades that we need to make. That was the piece we needed. Um, but ninety five strikeouts. Now I will say he is not on pace to break his strikeout record. Two thirteen last year. So he's only on average about one hundred and eighty, which would be pretty low strikeout. It'd be his lowest strikeout number for a full year in his entire career. And part of that comes to the fact that he's missed some games. Um, he's not hitting nearly as much now. Um, Carpenter's still in at-bats from him. Um, Stanton's still in at-bats from him. Hicks is still in at-bats from him. He's not getting hardly any DH days anymore. It's purely in the field, and if he's not in the field, he's on the bench. Um, his, he's still great with his glove. But his offense production has just dropped off of a fucking cliff. And he won't be a Yankee much longer, I don't think. Um, No, The only thing that's keeping him there currently is his locker room presence. He is a great clubhouse guy. Um, Every player you hear on the Yankees roster talks about how he is a key part of their team and how their culture has been built. But it won't be Andrew Benintendi, but it's probably going to be somebody. And I wouldn't even be opposed to it being someone in the organization like Esteban Floreal or Miguel Duhar. But it'll be somebody, and it's coming real soon.
1: You want to go be rich or you want me to go?
2: I, this is a hard one for me. I'll go Come ahead on. and go. Hey, you can go ahead and go.
1: All right. Mo, this is just a, the whole league, or do we need to give an AL and an NL? It's AL. Okay, AL. Well, A.L. I mean, if it was
2: the whole league, it'd be Joey Gallo. No, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm trying to think. I'd hate to just say Joey Gallo and take the easier route. But I don't know, Joey Gallo. I mean, he like you said, you get him last year. You trade for him, expecting him to hit two, ten, two twenty have about 40 45 home runs which last year maybe yeah okay solid this year no he y'all need to literally get rid of that man he's terrible like just tr- trade him whatever you can get now like like you said you you have people in your organization that could fill in for what he's doing because he's batting 160 something like you said 10 bombs like they're just, at that at, there comes a point in time where you're hurting your team regardless of how well you are in the clubhouse, like, on the field. You're – they're as good as the Yankees are this year. They could be even better if this guy wasn't holding them back.
2: Well, I agree with both of you. That's – I don't even have to elaborate it more anymore. I mean, he's just – he's been so bad. It's, I was also
1: – I was going to go – can I go ahead for the NL? Yep. All right, NL, I think – uh, the one person that i could think of when i was when you were talking Wyatt and i was trying to think is steven Strasburg. the dude literally cannot stay on the field he always for the last two or three years he's so overpaid got a huge contract does not pitch he's been hurt he finally comes back and he pitches like i'm pretty sure he didn't even pitch an in inning and he's back out and he's done for the year like he's he went too I think two two innings. Yes. And now he's done for the year. They're saying he's not going to come back. Like he's just eating money. He's used like, I don't know. The nationals really screwed up there giving no. an already injury prone player, a big contract. And now he, over the last two or three years, he's just continuing to just get hurt.
2: Another one, AL. Anthony Rendon is up there. He's doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean,
1: he, he kind of picked up a little bit this year, but yeah, he got hurt again. Now he's not going to play.
2: He's hitting two forty yeah, with Angels.
1: Compared to last year, I'm pretty sure
2: that's an improvement. But again No, that's this is his whole time with the Angels. He's hitting oh. like two forty tops, I think. That's horrible for um, what he's getting paid.
0: You know, to piggyback off of Kendall, um, I have an NL player that is a pitcher, but it's not Steven Strasberg. And I'm gonna go with Trevor Rogers. Um I like Trevor Rodgers. He's young, but he very well could be looked at as the worst active starter in the league right now. 5-5 um, five, five ERA, that's been, come down a little bit. I mean, and it, and what it really comes down to is just you look at his statistics and it's just he's getting hit constantly and he's walking a shitload of batters. 4.5 walks per nine. 1.2 um, home runs per whip. nine, 9.7 hits per nine. His whip's 1.5. I was about to say, he's got to have a high whip. Uh, he's allowed 10 home runs already on the year in 78 innings. So, it's a lot. He's just – he's getting shelled, and he's allowed yep. a lot of walks, and it's just not working. Um, I don't think he's doomed. You know, he's not going to get traded. I mean, if you're Miami – you're hoping that he shows better in the second half. But as of right now, I think Trevor Rogers is like the worst active starting pitcher in the league when like someone like Strasburg, who's not really pitching. I mean, compared to that.
2: Yeah. I remember whenever the lockout ended, we played the Marlins in spring training so many times. It was crazy. Um. Trevor Rogers pitched a lot of those games, and I thought that he was going to be great. We didn't see Sandy as much. Um, but Trevor Rogers made the Cardinals pros look like just – he made them look silly sometimes. And now he's just
1: – Yeah, I think he does a lot of it to himself. Like, I, I can't remember exactly who they were playing, but a couple of weeks ago I was just – chilling at work and I was on break eating and I turned on the Marlins because they were the only game on and uh, he was pitching and he went first inning he went walk single walk grand slam like at that point you're just doing it to yourself with two walks and leaving a pitch down the middle to I think it was P- I think it was Pete Alonso.
2: You can't you can't walk that many people and expect the offense to be behind you you can't walk and give up that many hits and expect the Offense behind you. I mean, he's averaging almost two two walks or hits per inning. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh,
0: So, the next topic we're going to talk about is – we're just talking about the trade deadline. You know, it's coming up soon. Uh, I'd say all three of our teams are in different positions in terms of where we're at in standings, but also what we're looking at at the deadline. I mean, the Cardinals are – probably looking to buy, trying to, you know, claw their way to secure a wild card spot or take the division.
2: I don't, I don't think that anybody, any of our teams are sellers.
0: Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, I think the Orioles are the only team that might stay relatively neutral. Um, I don't see them making like a blockbuster trade, but we're just going to go through, you know, each, the three of us, we have a pretty good idea of what our team needs, what we'd like to see. So, uh, B. rich. Why don't you start us off? Just what do you want the Cardinals to pull off at the trade deadline?
2: We need pitching. I ain't worried about the offense. Um, pitching is my problem. Um, Starting wise, Dakota Hudson has. I think they said that he only has a fifty-eight percent first pitch, first pitch strike rate. That's horrible. That's so bad. Um, yep. Walk, he's been walking a bunch of guys. He hasn't looked very good. Uh, we have been injured. We lost mats. Um, he didn't really, to me, he didn't seem to solve the problems that we had from last year. I think we need, I think the best bet would be to go get Frankie Montas. Um, we Cardinals need to upgrade their bullpen bad. We don't, we don't have a righty that. Will throw or to me that I me watching as a fan I, that I trust other than Helsley. Geo has his knots. Um, he he isn't the same as he was last year to me. He's given up a lot of runs. Um, just seems to have lost his pitch control. But an upgrading the bullpen would mean somebody that can go more innings, um, multiple innings. Lefty, we brought up – T or we got back T.J. McFarlane sent down probably our best lefty out of the bullpen, Zach Thompson. He's given up one run and in 15 innings, and he got sent back down. Don't make very much sense to me, but, hey, um, Packy Naughton has stepped up a lot. But the bullpen's got to upgrade. We we need at least one more starter, in my opinion. One more good starter. I mean, Michael has been pitching good. Bueno's being bueno. Um, Steve, I think they said Steven Matt's coming back Sunday. So that'll be against the Reds. That won't be too bad of a first start back. Jack's out until um, September. Yeah. Um, I also think the thing that's hurt us is Yachty not being behind the plate. He's not back there calling games. And you've had Kisner, uh Von Herrera was back there. I think that he'll become our franchise cr- catcher, but he's very young. He don't know the major league level like Yachty or Molina does. And that's something that's gonna suck after this year with him being gone. But Like I said, bullpen, one more very good starting pitcher. I think Frankie Montas could be one in the bullpen. I wouldn't mind seeing a a Jorge Lopez or somebody like that. I'm not not somebody like at the top of the food chain, I guess you could call it. Somebody that's going to just cost everything. But somebody decent that can get innings, go out there and not give up. Seven runs in three innings. So, uh, all right, Kendall, you want me to go
1: next or you want to go? I don't, don't matter to me. You go ahead. All right. So, <clears throat> as you everybody probably knows that knows baseball, the Orioles are not supposed to be where they're at right now. But at the end of the, beginning of the season, everybody was saying, Oh, we're bad for baseball, non-competitive, all this, all that. And we're now sitting here today currently with a winning record one-and-a-half games out of the wild card.
2: So, in the best division in baseball.
1: In the best division in baseball, being very competitive with everybody we play. Even if we win or lose, we're very competitive. So I think we have pieces to sell. Like I think Ruben Odor needs to go. I, I, he's been – has he's had his clutch moments I would say he's had a couple game time home runs but I think if we traded him to a serious contender maybe in the NL it's a pinch hit maybe play every once in a while let's say like the Mets get what we can because Bruno doors just a bridge one-year contract anyway so we I definitely think we should trade him I think the opposite for Trinos I think Robinson Trinos has been a great mentor to Adley I think we definitely need to keep him um but the young like the the bigger players on our team I hate to just take this route, but I think I could see both ways. I think Trey Mancini is gonna be a hot topic. I personally think that we will not trade Trey because I don't think that he can get the enough back to where it would outweigh what he means to our organization and the leader he is while while also batting like 280 and having a good year. So I don't know if we can get enough back to offset his leadership and what he means to our organization, beating cancer, being a fan favorite. I just don't think it offsets. So I think he stays. I think Cedric stays. He's more of a long shot to trade, but I I, I think he's going to stay. You'll see. You'll probably see an article about teams interested. But anyway, um, I think with the MLB draft coming up, we have Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and I think we go Drew Jones first round, and Anthony Santander, and we had Colton Kowser as our first round pick last year. So there's five outfielders. So our outfield is very crowded and only 3 of them could start maybe a fourth can DH and they can rotate. So I think in the minors are first round pick last year Colton Cower Cowser number 5 overall. He could potentially be a prospect we could trade for a starting pitcher like a Pablo Lopez for example from the Marlins who need some hitters maybe not immediately but they're, line, they're definitely need some future lineup for sure. Um so Colton Cowser maybe Anthony Santander is going to be a hot one. Um I could see him going 50-50, staying or getting traded, switch hitting power hitter. He could teams could use him. Um Jorge Lopez, like Brandon said, he's gonna be a hot name. He's kind of we've moved him to closer this year, kind of came out of nowhere breakout year. I personally think it would be a great time to trade him. I think if anybody on our team I would like to sell, it would be Jorge Lopez, believe it or not because we have young relievers who are doing a phenomenal this year, like Ciano Perez. He's got under a one ERA. Felix Batista has been great, and he has shown signs of being very dominant, like the game me and Brandon were at Bush. just shut the lights out in that place. And then uh, Dylan Tate has been good. Keegan Aiken's been good. Joey crable has been good. Like our bullpen, we have one of the best bullpens in MLB this year. We can afford to trade one of them. Especially Jorge Lopez, who last year was god awful. He was like Trevor Rogers, like why I was saying. It was literally Trevor Rogers last year. It was so bad to watch. So I could see Jorge Lopez being traded for somebody. Maybe a Jorge Lopez and a not so good prospect as Kelton Kowser for Pablo Lopez again. I've read an article saying that the Marlins might trade him. Or maybe we trade like Joey Crable, one of our work Worst relievers for, to the Marlins for like Trevor Rogers. Take a shot on him because Trevor Rogers, in my opinion, he still has potential. It'd be like a low risk, high reward kind of thing. Just take a shot on him. But overall, I can see the Orioles going both ways. I'm glad we're competitive. I hope we don't sell everybody. I think we trade one or two people out of the people I mentioned, and I think it'll be Odor and either Santander or Jorge Lopez. I think one of them go.
2: All right, Big Hydro.
1: All right, so I think
0: you hear about the Yankees a lot. A lot of our solutions are have been trade deadline. I can't wait. I think the Yankees can make a lot of great changes internally with some roster shuffling and can really turn this team around. So just looking at position by position, catcher, that ain't going to change. Jose Trevino's an all-star. Higgy's a great second. Okay, you go into the infield, And everyone hates IKF. The Yankee fan base hates IKF. They want him gone. He leads MLB in errors. He was literally brought in for his defense. You send IKF down or you trade him, and you bring up Oswald Peraza. Number one shortstop prospect for the Yankees. He's MLB ready. He's ready to roll. He's young. If you want someone for his bat, he's good. His defense isn't bad. Let's give him a shot. You got Marwin Gonzalez behind him, and let's go there. And you have Tyler Wade. You can bring Tyler Wade up too. And if you know, if Oswald isn't working, bring Tyler Wade up. I, you know, Tyler Wade is as a Yankee has proven to be decent. Um he's you know, he's not there to bat two eighty, you know. If Tyler Wade bats two fifty and commits zero errors, that's what we want him there for. And that's what we brought IKF and and he didn't he didn't do that. In the outfield, you know Gallo's gonna be gone. Um the Benintendi trade's pretty much not going to happen, just because of how many times we played the Blue Jays in the second half. Uh, we can't really risk a guy being unvaccinated on the team because currently no one on our team is unvaccinated. Um, so the Yankees are pretty much out on Benintendi, which was someone I was looking forward to see. Michael A. Taylor has been kind of the uh, the fa- the the other favorite. I think you can call it Miguel Andujar. DFA Joey Gallo or trade him for a player to be named later because his value is so low. Anduhar led the MLB in doubles his rookie year. That was like four years ago. It's not that far. You bring Anduhar up, you let him, Hicks, and Judge play the outfield. Hicks is heated back up. I'm not worried about Hicks out there. Keep him out there. He's got a great arm, and he's hitting now. You have Carpenter in case one of them gets in a slump because the man hits fucking bombs all the damn time. He's at 11 on the year, and he's been with the team a little over a month and a half. And the real big side that needs to be changed is pitching. Severino just went out on the IL. Domingo Hermann's about to come back up. I think after the all-star break, you go to a six-man rotation. You keep Severino in the rotation. You keep Hermann in the rotation you limit the amount of innings Cole and especially Nestor pitch in the second half. Nestor was a reliever last year essentially that made spot starts. He's not stretched out to pitch 200 innings. He doesn't need to pitch 200 innings. He needs to be ready for the postseason. So you either stay at five and let someone like JP Sears come in and spot start every once in a while, or you bring Domingo up, you put him as a six starter, you run a six-man rotation for the second half of the year. Now, for potential starting starting pitcher trades I just don't think the market's out there that we we are not getting Frankie Montas cuz I don't think we need to give up the kind of prospect bundle that they're wanting. Ken Wanderchuk's right on the fucking cusp. We had to get rid of Clark Schmidt, too. He's a great reliever. There it's not it's not worth it. I think you can't you can't sit there and sacrifice the long-term success of the Yankees. For a decent starter in Frankie Montas, he's not fantastic. He's not someone that I'd be willing to give a whole prospect package for. So I think Domingo Herman. You bring him up, you let him do his thing, and you go six, and you just kind of eat the fact that Jameson Tyone is not going to pitch like Garrett Cole for a whole year. Uh, people are freaking out because he has a three five ERA now. That's that's Jameson Tyone. That's normal. Like. Not every Yankee pitcher is gonna have a 2 2 ERA. So in the real I think if we're gonna trade for anybody, it needs to be in the bullpen. Um Lucas Lickey, fuck you. You're ass. Uh you just took the loss to the Reds tonight. You're ass. You've always been ass. I think you've been ass. Juani Peralta, you choked against the fucking Red Sox last weekend. Ass. Get you out of there. Clark Schmidt sitting in fucking triple A, it's better than both of those guys. So I think you're poverty. Fuck you. I think you bring Clark <laughs> Schmidt back up and you trade Lucas Licky and you trade Wandy e Peralta and you trade a prospect and you go get David Robertson from the Cubs and you bring him back to New York where he started it all. David Robertson's having a great year. Um, late inning guy. If Clay Holmes gets hurt, I trust David Robinson over a role this Chapman any fucking day of the week. Um, Aroldis is starting to kind of get back in it a little bit. He had a good he had a good couple innings against the Reds two nights ago, so he's starting to come back. And I don't think with Aroldis, it's not a lack of pitching; it's a confidence problem. You know, he, he he's so key on velocity, and without any confidence, he's just throwing darts and blindfolded and hoping it hits the strike zone. So, Jonathan Lazak is back. Michael King's good. Miguel Castro's all right. Albert Abreu, if you want to trade him, I don't really like him either. Bring JP Sears up. Like 90% of the Yankees' problems would be just relying on our our farm system that we've been building since 2017 and just let them come in and let them let them go. We can go 500 the second half and still win 90 games. I mean, in I would say do it right after the second half starts. And if the trade deadline hits and shit's still – it's not working, then go make the trades you need to make. But for right now, I just don't feel like it's necessary for the Yankees to go out and blow a bunch of prospects away for someone like Frankie Montas or Jorge Lopez who's going to come in and pitch like with a 3-3 ERA and essentially you're getting one less run of start than Tyone probably. It's not worth it.
1: I would like to add on my Orioles thing real quick. It won't be long. But uh, the reason I say – another reason I say Odor, for the less – outside of the obvious he's a one-year player, is we have a 20 – I know he's only 20 years old, but a lot of – there's just a few notable names that in the league in their 20. Ronnie Soto. I'm not trying to compare this guy to them just yet, but that's just my point. Gunnar Henderson – is ready. He is raking in every minor league level he's been at the last two years, and he is in AAA right now. Almost – I would say he's knocking at the door, but I just don't know because he's 20. I would like him to be up. He could play third, put him at third, move Urias to second after we get rid of Odor and possibly call up D.L. Hall because he's been shoving a AAA, and he would help us immediately.
0: All right, so – I guess we're gonna derby, go to um, the the home run derby. Let me pull this up. The derby. Quick. Um,
2: Pete the Pete
1: Alonzo try
2: hard. Uh, event. Hey, why'd well, I have it pulled up? If you want me to just go ahead, um, yeah, let's just bracket. do it that way. All um, right. Um, we can just go round round by round, or can we just? Or do you just want to give up or tell us? We just go round by round. Okay. One seed Kyle Schwarber versus eight seed Albert Pujols. I'll just go ahead and say my answer, Albert Pujols.
1: Oh, oh fuck. good grief! Baby. He's he's
2: dethroning the polar bear. Actually, oh, he ain't even got to worry about it. You'll, you'll where find that where
0: out is later. this at? Dodger Stadium, all right?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh Albert, Albert. So Albert, Albert knows against Schwarber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, one versus eight.
1: Schwarber sh- 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 all day. Easy.
0: I, I think it comes down to purely the fact that I think Shorber could sit there and take that many swings and not get as fatigued as Pujols is. <laughs> he I mean, just
2: won't get gassed. Yeah. Albert, Albert is forty three, so yeah, I mean, he is a
0: little up there. Uh, yeah. Now, would it be fucking awesome for him to win the damn thing? Like, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. My, my like, if it was up to me, it would be Pujols versus Julio Rodriguez in the finals, <laughs> as a like young versus old, like yeah. passing of the guard. Cool. Uh, But, yeah, give me Kyle Schwarber.
2: I I read something that was like let Miggy and Pujols like have a round the day before or whatever um, for the eight seed. Like have a miniature home run derby Mm. between those two. But um, next matchup is going to be the four and five. Uh, The four is Juan Soto. The five is Jose Ramirez. Um, Mm. I picked Juan Soto.
1: Uh, I will also go Soto. I think Juan Soto is going to be the popular pick there, but I would not be shocked at all if Jose Ramirez comes in there and beats him. Yeah,
2: it was very yeah. hard for
0: me to pick. I, but I'm going to take Ramirez, and I think one thing to think about is, like, who's pitching to these guys? Because, fuck, Pete Alonso's pitcher is half the reason why he won it last year. True. Sure. I mean, yep. so if Juan Pete Soto's
1: – uh, batting batting practice pitcher is making him a lot more money.
0: Yeah. Uh, So – I'm going to go with Jose Ramirez, though. I just think that man just rips on baseballs. He
2: Which does. I don't I don't know if y'all knew this, but the seeding goes off of how many home runs each person has. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. But the three and six seed. The three seed is Corey Seager. The six seed is Julio Rodriguez. Um, I'll let y'all go first. Give me
1: J-Rod in an upset there. I think he beat Seager.
2: You can go ahead, Big Hydro. I think it's Seager.
0: Uh, I think even though he's the third seed, I think he's kind of slept on, you know, shortstop, like smaller kind of guy. I think Corey Seager is going to he's gonna hit it consistently well. I think J-Rod's going to get too excited. And he's going to try to start pimping stuff, and it's just
1: not
2: going to work out.
1: I, I am interested to see if the Dodger crowd gets behind Corey Seager because since he's coming back Home to the Dodgers. I wonder if they get behind him and root for him. Since there's hope, not a Dodgers hitter in the Derby, I hope they boo the hell out of him. Yeah, I hope they. I hope they boo him off the field, but they'll probably give him a standing ovation.
2: Um, I'm gonna pick Jay Rod there. Oops, I the youngin, I think the youngin will upset him. Um, two and seven seed. Two seed is Polar Bear Pete. This one should be really good. And the seven seed is Ronald Cooney Jr. Um, probably repeats going back home first round. I'm That's
1: going to agree. I'm going to agree with B Rich. I think that the back to back home run derby champ, the try hard in it, is going to get dethroned by Ronnie Baseball himself in the first round.
0: I think Pete Alonzo will not win the home run derby, but I do think he will get out of the first round. So
2: I'm going with Pete
1: Alonzo. Okay. So we um, just to go based on who got more votes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um see I went Schwarber first round, right? Yep. Schwarber yep. and Soto. Um, round two would have to be um uh just by majority vote. Yeah, yeah. Um Schwarber versus Soto. I'm gonna go Soto. I will go a
1: little go upset. I will go Kyle Schwarber there. I'm going Shorber as well.
0: Uh, nothing really to elaborate on there. I just think he's going to hit more more dingers. Uh, I
2: yeah. think Juan, Soto, Juan Soto's been in it before, hasn't he?
1: They both have. Soto's been in oh, it before, okay. but Schwarber has
2: okay. too. When's the last time Shorber's in it? I can't remember.
1: Uh, a couple years ago, he lost to Bryce Harper in the finals because there uh, was there was that, there, was, was
2: that 19? something yeah, like that. That was because there, there was, that- was nineteen.
1: That yeah. whole thing about whether Bryce Harper's batting practice pitcher was cheating or not because he was throwing the balls before they landed. Yeah,
2: that's right. I, I remember that, yeah. So that would leave J-Rod and Acuna. Um, Big Hydro, let here your first one. Well, you hadn't said anything first.
0: Uh, if it's J-Rod and Acuna, I'm taking Acuna. Um, I don't think either one of them will be in the second round, but if I had to pick theoretically, I'd say Acuna. Hi, Mr.
1: Acuna. I voted for J. Rod and Acuna, and I think Acuna beats J. Rod.
2: I figured it'd be clean clean sweep between all of us. Um, for the home run derby winner taking home all the money, Schwarber versus Acuna.
1: That I think if that is the finals, I think that will be very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It'll be
2: hype. Yeah,
1: I think I'll go first. I think. Uh, Jake's not going to like this when he watches it. But I think Kyle Schwarber wins his first home run derby. I think he wins it all. And I think he beats Ronnie by one home run.
2: I I think it will depend on who goes second. Yeah. I think Schwarber
0: will win. And I think it's going to come down to extra time. You know how they get the extra time if they hit over 450? Yeah. I think – I think that Shorber and Acuna will essentially be really close. But I, I just see, like, if you really look at it, Shorber's Schwarber, probably going to get to go second against Pujols because he's the higher seed.
1: Yeah, he so, will. So, he'll tell you, be, he won't have to wear himself out right yeah. there.
0: And so if he plays against Soto in the second round or Ramirez, like, that will be a little tighter. And then you have Acuna, but Acuna is going to have a tougher road to get there because he's going to have to
1: hit a fuck ton of home runs to beat Pete yeah. Alonso. Yeah, which I think he can do it. Yeah, it's just Pete yeah. Alonso in any home run derby is going to be a hard out. But I think, like you said, Schwarber's the number one seed. He's going to be hitting second all night. Like he ain't. Got, that that's the benefit Pete Alonso had last year. He didn't have to wear himself out because all he had to do was just hit one more home run than the guy who just went in front of him, and then he could just rest. He didn't have to swing the whole time. I'm glad he should have won that, by the way. I agree. Should have.
0: But All right, then. I think it's decided that the 2022 Home Run Derby winner, based on our unqualified opinion,
1: very qualified opinions.
0: <laughs> very qualified. Very unqualified opinions. Hydro & Co, baby. Yeah.
1: We're very qualified <laughs> around here.
0: Kyle motherfucking Shorter.
1: All Taking right, it now home. it's time. Now it is time to do a little spice it up bracket. <laughs> just fun doing, Yeah, a little fun segment here. Something that's that.
0: not even remotely related yeah. to baseball at all. Um, to end
1: the first episode of the podcast, me and big hydro Wyatt there himself have constructed a drinks bracket and we're going to vote and be rich. will see what the contestants are as we go. So be rich. I'll go <laughs> ahead and tell
0: you, uh, since you weren't here to see the construction of this, uh, I had to make this all by myself um, <laughs> on this website and we have four sections of the bracket. We got our sodas. We got our beers Oh, we got yeah. our non-caffeinated drinks, and we have sports drinks. So I'm going to share my screen, and uh, you're going right. to get to look at this masterpiece that I've created. Um, you're I'm I sorry. already I'm, I already know that should, one of, should be fun. One of the one of the drinks that you're going to see on here very early on. You're I'm I'm just waiting to see what you say. So it's uh, probably Mountain Dew, So this is the bracket. Um. So Oh my word. Uh scrolling down a little bit. Uh, oh my what? <laughs>
2: Good grief. What? I already see it. Puss a baby.
1: I was not an advocate for this beer itch. I pushed uh, for either Coors or Budweiser, or something some other kind of beer.
0: So uh, you can tell that we can click through it. So uh we're gonna start up here. So uh how this is gonna work is just like with the home run derby bracket, we're just gonna roll through it and short each other and uh majority (laughs) vote wins um so we'll go ahead and start dr pepper versus coke
2: dr pepper
1: i think that uh by the way i'm gonna get this out of the way real quick oh y'all are split so it comes down to me um I'm not a big soda person, but Dr Pepper is the best soda in the world, so Dr Pepper wins. That Dr. One.
0: God bless Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper tastes like asshole.
2: I, I don't even have to. say I anything completely disagree. It tastes. I can't. Dr, Dr. Pepper, Pepper is fucking
0: flat,
1: immaculate. Okay. Oh no, it don't. Yes, it time. does. All oh right. no, it don't. Sprite
0: versus Mountain Dew, and we're probably about to piss Brandon off because it's fucking Sprite. Damn it. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, Kendall, ain't Behrich. Go ahead. I ain't even say anything. Go uh, ahead, Kendall. Uh, I
1: I gave you a chance to get Mountain Dew. At least not one vote. Sp- <laughs> yeah, Boom. but it's Sprite. Move Sprite. <laughs> Sprite's
0: onto the next round, baby. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move down here. Bush oh. versus, versus Miller. Miller. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know how beer is. So beer is voting Bush. Uh, I've drank multiple of both of these beers um and I will say that even though I don't really like either one bush is better than miller let's go I think uh
1: I think it's very close there I like both of those a lot but I will also go bush
2: plain right. sweet for the bush crew all
1: right moving on
0: Mickey Mickeys versus Twisted motherfucking tea. We,
1: we don't have to debate. Move Mickey on. Well, fuck move the man. water. Move the water beer. <laughs> tea the, is the next better. Better. Get out, tea get is so much better. Twisted tea is so much better. Twisted tea, get that. No, get it out.
0: Okay, moving on to the sports drinks. Okay, this does not dictate color, be rich. It's just Gatorade okay. versus Powerade. It's
1: Gatorade versus Gatorade. Powerade. It's Gatorade. And it, it is Gatorade, and it's not even close. Yep. He's power, power raid, raid.
0: power raid is like oh. the dr pepper of sports drinks
1: no yeah yeah wait what did you just say
0: i said power raid is the dr pepper of sports drinks
1: oh no 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 power yeah. raid is like the mountain dew oh.
0: <laughs> okay now um body armor versus body armor. propel yeah body armor um have body, body armor, armor. Okay, this does not mean Milo's sweet tea. This is just sweet tea versus sweet lemonade. Sweet
1: tea in general versus sweet lemonade. Tea. Sweet tea.
0: Sweet tea. Uh, and then this is the weirdest one. Uh, this is kind of a filler. Chocolate milk versus coffee.
2: Oh. Chocolate,
1: chocolate milk.
0: I'm going Both chocolate milk. Even though chocolate milk is giving me the oh, shit. Oh, give 100%. me a break, Barrett.
1: I, I, I'm new to coffee, so you can say whatever you want about coffee, but you're not about to sit here and tell me chocolate milk is nasty.
2: White milk. That's all I can do. Oh, good oh. grief. Dude,
0: you, oh. Know, you know B-Rich with his fucking old-ass knees is going to be the kind of guy who makes <laughs> his his future wife bring him cornbread to fucking dinner
1: and with a glass of milk. With a white milk. <laughs> oh. I like white milk. I do. but okay. I mean, chocolate, chocolate milk's on a different tier, man. Dr. Pepper
0: versus Sprite. Dr. Pepper. Sprite. Kendall?
1: Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Motherfucker. Yeah. I done told you it's the best soda.
0: Um, Bush? Um, yep. it's going to move on there. Bush. Um, Gatorade versus Body Armor. Gatorade. I'm going Body Armor. Well, it comes down to me. And even though I think... Blue nipple top Gatorade is next level. It's fucking body armor. Let's go. Sweet tea versus chocolate milk. Sweet tea.
1: Oh, my heart is so torn. It's
0: sweet tea. I'm not even going to let my you know. I'll help you out. My
1: heart is torn. Yeah, I'm not voting on that. All
0: right. The final four in our drink bracket is Dr. Pepper, Bush, body armor, and sweet tea, as it should have been. Yeah, Uh, I disagree. I think it should be Sprite, (laughs) Twisted Tea, Body Armor, and Sweet Tea. Oh,
1: good God! It should be the
0: Battle of the Tea tea. in the end. Oh no! Uh, The Crazy Uncle version of Sweet Tea is Twisted Tea. All right, Dr. Pepper versus Bush. Bush.
2: I don't drink. I don't. I forgot where I don't drink. I'm not a soda person.
1: I'm not a soda person, so I'm also going Bush.
0: I was gonna say Bush. because fuck Dr Pepper. Um, <laughs> Dr Pepper, don't. If we ever blow up, Dr Pepper, don't sponsor us because we don't want your fucking advertisements. Hey, Dr Pepper, if you sponsor us, we'll be happy to yeah. accept. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Um, body armor versus sweet tea.
2: Sweet tea. You can't. Sweet be, tea. You can't be old. Well, I mean, the Southern K-Dawg man's dilemma. K dog sweet tea. Hey, this right you here. Tell you. This yeah. right here. Woo! Hey, k on yeah. sweet tea, like eight cups of sugar.
1: Make your and, teeth fall um, out. Yeah. Not
2: that much. No, I'm exaggerating, but okay. you put a lot of it.
0: The Trailer Park Championship Bush Lot versus Sweet Tea.
2: My question is why do we have a Bush Heavy can? Because
0: <laughs> Bush lot. Heavy is elite.
2: Oh, good oh. God. Good grief. <laughs> this. Oh,
0: if I'm God. gonna drink, if I'm gonna drink a fucking bread, might as well give me the whole damn loaf.
2: No.
1: Oh. Uh, anybody, uh, who okay. knows, anybody who knows me knows I've drank sweet tea all my life, so I'm voting sweet tea.
2: To me, Big Hydro, what are you gonna say? I well, I already know what you're gonna say. I'll just go ahead and say my piece. <laughs> you can't. I can't go to work and drink Bush Lot.
1: I, would, I mean, you
2: could. <laughs> yeah. I could. You I could. Be do, not, be do not watch this. I'd be. I'd be praying that this podcast got us somewhere, but um, definitely got your go sweet tea here.
0: All right, Well that. My friends is the winner. Sweet tea. Sweet tea, baby. Just one best drink
1: on planet Earth.
0: Milo's sweet tea is the best gas station no. sweet tea there is.
1: Ah. Uh, it's the best gas station. Yeah, gas
2: station. Is. I thought yeah. you were about to say best sweet tea there. No. not Now,
0: you. I will say, if you drink Milo's from the source, from the Milo's restaurants in Alabama, it is a different fucking level. Like, the Milo's you have in the bottle and the Milo's you drink at the actual restaurant, night and day, and it's 10 times better. Mm. Um, so I recommend everyone to try some Milo's um, if you ever get the chance. But that is the end of episode one.
2: Boys, it's Um, been fun. I've enjoyed it.
1: It's been real. I'm I'm already looking forward to the next episode.
0: Yeah, we'll have episode two out probably pretty soon. Um, Probably talk some more baseball, talk some football maybe. Um, Yeah, I thought
1: we were going to do our NFL season predictions. Um, We aren't just
0: a a baseball podcast. Uh, Me and K-Dog here are pretty uh, known football guys. Uh rich. not so I much. I keep up. I keep up. You set your uh, fantasy lineups. We thank you for that.
1: Yeah. That's uh yeah. Thank you very
0: much. Uh, you're you're you try your best. But we're gonna talk a little baseball, talk a little football. But I think the whole goal of this podcast for us is just to fuck around and take the conversations that we normally would be doing on PlayStation right now and recording it and putting it on the yeah. internet. So As
1: obviously as we do more episodes it will start to get more normal. Like Today I we had fun, but it I mean let's just be real. It, it could have been more normal to what we do in PlayStation Parties, but
2: it'll uh, get it'll we, get there. We can't we can't spoil it'll we can't, it, we can't spoil whoever what the five people who watch this too much. Yeah, it'll <laughs> get there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> that is it boys. And uh we will see y'all in the next episode of High Co. Thank you very much.